and of course you always think it's it's going to be nothing. Well, you you go from what you either think it's it's going to be everything or it's going to be nothing. And I was in the it's going to be nothing camp. Um, but I went to the doctors, and over the course of several very invasive biopsies and tests and mammograms, I was diagnosed with um, triple negative breast cancer. So you might have a gene default, but in my case, it's just sort of happened. It's um, more common in younger women. So if you, you know, I'm 36, um, it's more common in women of color. I'm, I'm black, mixed race. Um, and so those are two quite big factors in triple negative breast cancer and, and those who, who get it. Welcome to Bossing It, a podcast exploring real life stories of individual women sharing the ups and downs of their experiences and life challenges designed to leave our listeners feeling inspired and empowered. Every episode will be a new adventure where we discover a fresh outlook on life and business. I am your host, Laura Sheldrake, founder of Found and Flourish. And today I am joined by Leanne Adu, an award-winning personal assistant and the founder of Leave It With Lava. After spending a decade building her brand and business, following the birth of her daughter, Leanne decided the time was right to branch out and offer her services providing virtual business support to small businesses and entrepreneurs. Since then, the business has begun to thrive and Leanne smashed her goal to become fully self-employed by the end of 2019. Juggling not only motherhood and a full-time business in late 2020, Leanne was diagnosed with stage 3, grade 3, triple negative breast cancer, which she is currently undergoing treatment for. In this episode, Leanne and I discuss the importance of delegation and outsourcing for your business. Leanne shares tips for founders who know they need outsource but are not sure where to start and how to know who the right person is for you and your business. We also talk about Leanne's most recent journey through breast cancer treatment, the importance of managing expectations and having boundaries, as well as how the experience has changed the way Leanne thinks about her business and life in general. We talk about the benefits of seeking mental health support when you're experiencing trauma and why being a part of a community when running a business and juggling life's challenges can make all the difference. I hope you enjoy. Oh, Leanne, hello and welcome to the Bossing It podcast. How are you doing? I am very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, but yeah, I'm doing doing good today. Doing good. Yeah? Oh, good. I'm really pleased. Well, look, for anyone who's not familiar with you and the wonderful work you do, can you tell us a bit about you and what you do? Yes. So I am Leanne, a virtual assistant. I have been a PA for many, 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 many years. And in 2018, after I went back to work after giving birth to my daughter, I decided that toxic office environments weren't for me anymore. Didn't want to be there. Didn't want to be miserable. Didn't want to be away from my daughter. And of course, for years, you have everybody telling you, you should do this, you should do that. And the thing that everybody was telling me to do was to start my own business as a virtual PA. Uh, So I only went and did it. And it's just been a, a really fun and exciting journey since then. So I work with a variety of clients who are entrepreneurs, small business owners, influencers, brands, and I just try and make their life a little bit easier, essentially, which isn't always easy to do. But my skills range from, you know, diary management, document presentation, um, helping them build out their strategies so I'm not I'm not a marketeer, I'm not a, an accountant, I'm not a bookkeeper, but what I'm really good at is helping people bring ideas out of their head and put them onto paper so that they can bring them to reality. And oftentimes, 
they just need someone to download on because when you're when you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or something like that it can be quite lonely so having that person next to you who one is is doing all the bits of the job that you hate but is also there as a listening ear can be really really useful so I spend my days just making sure that my clients are able to do the job that they want to do rather than the behind the scenes stuff that they're not really qualified to do in the nicest possible way um, and don't and don't want to do and doesn't necessarily make them money see this is such a useful um skill to have and, and a useful service to have access to as someone who runs her own business I know how difficult it is sometimes to be able to take that step back and look at things and go okay what do I need for my business so that it runs smoothly so that um, I'm managing things in the best way possible so that I'm delegating things I can delegate leaving me to operate in my zone of genius Um, and it can be really overwhelming and, and sometimes you kind of need to speak to someone or work with someone who's completely out of the business to be able to come mm. in and go right this is what you need so I I fully know the value of that um of the service that you provide um and you just mentioned loads of different people that you work with yeah my first question is how do you juggle it all then because you've essentially recently pivoted into what what's operating as almost like an agency right yeah almost but not quite for you know the the reasons the life reasons and when we went into 2020 Hmm. the business was I was busy ish but not really you know when you can make yourself quite busy and then we hit pandemic and we everybody started to pivot and that was when my business took off very thankfully for me you know it's not the same for everybody but that was when the business took off and I started getting contacted by more and more people around September last year I was very close to burnout and I took on help. So I took on my own PA. Her name is Lucy and she is just fantastic. And originally I took her on because I didn't want to do my admin anymore. I wanted to just focus on the client side. But as time's gone on, what I've been able to do is one, give her the jobs that are, well, that I essentially doing what I do, <laughs> you know, give her the jobs that I don't want to do. Okay, I don't want to manage that diary. I don't want to do this. And it's left me with a bit more breathing space to look after some of my higher profile clients or some of my favorites. Um, but also when you're working as a VA, you know, if you're working as a VA for one person and that's a full-time job, well, then you may as well be in office employment, you know? Um, so the, the good part about my job is being able to take all these little elements that don't quite make up a full-time job and get them done and I often just I time block quite often so this morning I'm going to be working on that client this afternoon I'll work on that client um but also it's the relationships that we've built that allow it to work quite well Mm. I there are clients that I rarely speak to and then there are clients that I speak to every single day without fail we're on whatsapp we're on email we're on the phone we're video calling um And so once I've got to know each client, I become a bit more aware of, okay, how do I fit this work into my my day? And is there anything that I can give to Lucy? And is there anything that I need to say and uh, step back and say, you know, that's that's not really part of the remit here. So it's constantly assessing for me um, what my priorities are, what I can get rid of and what I want to take on. And just being really, really honest with them as well, because I only work four days a week. 
So um, just managing expectations spectacularly. Yeah, I think I think there's a trick there, isn't there, to taking on the work that you want to take on, um, delegating what you don't want to do and managing expectations so that you're not taking on too much that you end up feeling overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or burning out, which, as you say, you got really close to next year. And I do want to come on to um, managing wellness, mental health, um, avoiding burnout. Um, So we'll come on to that shortly. But just on the topic of working with a VA, personally, um, as someone who has a VA, I know the benefits of outsourcing. Um, It has been a game changer to my business. I work with a technical one and then someone who acts as a personal assistant. Um, So we've got Shari and Leah, both incredible, and they help me kind of just organize the business so that I can focus on running the business, working on it, in it, and then working with the different members of the team outside of um, that space. But for anyone who's feeling overwhelmed with their work, running their business, um, perhaps they, you know, they think they might need help. Why is working with a VA such a lifesaver? Like why, why is giving the bits of your job that you're not good at um, to the experts how can that save you time and money? Well, you've just said it really, the bits that you're not good at to the experts. And if you're sitting there worried about your calendar, oh, I'm, you know, you're overwhelmed with meeting requests, you're over, overwhelmed with people asking for your time, with this query and that query, when what you should be doing is creating and building, you're going to start to feel like you're not doing the job that you signed up for, that you wanted to do. And you're going to create resentment within yourself. So if, you're, if your sink is broken and you're trying to fix it yourself, you get stressed, you get worried because you're not a plumber. But the second you hire someone to do it for you, the expert, and it might cost, but they are the expert. They're the ones who are going to get it done for you. It's a weight off straight away. And so that in itself, I think recognising that I am not the expert. I, I don't do my own accounts. I am not the expert. I thought that I would be able to do my self-assessment return until I put my, um, my, I basically messed it up badly. <laughs> and then I phoned my accountant who probably laughed when I said to her, I'm going to do it myself. And I said, oh, Carol, <laughs> I've really messed up here. Can you help me? She said, why did you put your company profit as your income for the year? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> oh no! And it was a really easy fix. It was fine. It was fine in the end. But Sometimes it's okay to muddle along and feel like, okay, yes, I, I can do this. I've, I can do this. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. And if you're not an expert at something and it's stressing you out and it's worrying because you know that's not what you're good at, then give it to someone else and you'll find value straight away there. And I don't know about your relationship with your VAs, but I really, really love my clients. I re- you know, a lot of them have crossed over into friendship. Um, And even before I became a VA, I only wanted to work for people that I could build good relationships with because they're they're giving you their money, but also you have to work with these people. I don't want to work with miserable people anymore. Mm -hmm. I spent 15 years doing that. I want to work with people who are happy and who I can make happy and we can have a laugh and a joke and a good time Mm -hmm. whilst at the same time, well, they've told me that they want to do this within their business. I'm going to help them make it happen. That's it, isn't it? You need to be bought into what your clients are doing and they need to be bought into how you work. Um, Mm. And it's definitely, it needs to be reciprocal, doesn't it? And yeah, for sure. I'm 
forever sending messages of thanks and you've saved my life this week to my VAs because honestly without them I would be in an absolute muddle and um, it was a big investment at the beginning because at, at the start for many business owners who may be listening to this and being able to resonate you know you start off bootstrapping a lot of the time you don't have um, regular income you perhaps do struggle to make ends meet and it's it's that sort of question of when is the right time to hire someone and pay to delegate some of this stuff because I can now afford to put a little bit into that area of the business so that I can really focus on moving the business forwards Mm. and um, it took me a while to come to that kind of decision but as soon as I invested in um, external support my business grew so much quicker because I just wasn't spending hours on trying to figure out how the back end of my website works or managing my finances, which I handed over to an accountant, which was just, yeah, again, a lifesaver. So I think it's about asking yourself, how much time am I spending doing X, Y, and Z? And out of that time spent, Mm -hmm. um, how much can I be, you know, delegating so that I get that time back to work within my zone of genius, which I'm always talking about and working on my business in a way that supports me in growing it in the way I need to grow it. So I think, um, yeah, it's an absolute game changer. And for anyone listening, who's thinking I need to get a VA or I need to start investing in hiring or outsourcing, what would be your kind of top tips for anyone just not knowing where to start? Um, ask your friends, ask your business colleagues. So if you know someone who's already got a VA, firstly, ask them how their VA has changed their life, because that's, that's the true endorsement, isn't it? The people around you seeing how, if you're sitting there and your business is growing stagnant or it's not growing the way you want to, and your friend over there suddenly is, is flourishing, you want to know why you want to know what they're doing. And then they say, Oh, I got a VA. They freed up so much of my time. If that's not an endorsement for why you should hire someone, then that person's got the wrong VA. But also if you feel like there's not somebody in your immediate circle, you can ask join you like your communities forever on the Facebook group. People are asking, aren't they? Who I need a VA for this. I need a VA for that. Uh, And most of my clients come through word of mouth. So if you're, if, if you're on a Facebook group, a particular community, ask in there, ask who they're using and you'll find it will be the same names coming up again and again within that community. Um, and just look around, look at their websites, see if you can get a gauge for their personality and um, what what it is that they can do for you. I This is going to sound terrible. I wouldn't suggest going to a specific VA community because some of these communities are so, so huge and you'll put a post in job up I'm looking for a VA you'll be overwhelmed and you'll be overwhelmed with people who haven't read your post who haven't looked at your business who have just gone me 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 hand yeah. up hand up hand up um and quite often you'll see that I don't necessarily reply to the posts in the Facebook group one because capacity but two if if I'm looking at a post and I look at their website and I think actually that business doesn't align with my business and that's not a negative because we're not all heading in the same direction, then I'm not going to put my hat in the ring just for the Mm. sake of it. So looking at communities that you're in already and who they're using um, and, and yeah, word of mouth, those recommendations are really, really tried and tested, you know? Yeah. I see that word of mouth really is the way that most of the businesses within the found and flourish community 
end up partnering and collaborating it's all like oh who do you recommend who should I work with and before you know it every like word of mouth is so powerful and also it means that the people that are in your trusted circle Mm. if they trust someone you're likely going to trust them as well and work well with them and then I guess on the specifics um a tip that I was given uh by a friend um and member actually Katie Murray so she's a women's leadership coach and I remember when I was feeling super overwhelmed towards the beginning and just not knowing where to start even looking for someone to support me and the business she said um the way you write a job description for someone is to just start making a note of all the things you're doing that um end up making you want to you know bash your head against the desk um and the things that are causing you stress or overwhelm or you feel are taking you more time than they should mm. and before you know it whether it's a couple of days or a couple of weeks you'll find that you've got a job description to hand over to someone and then you've got something that you can then take to a VA or you know um a range of experts depending on what it is you need and you can kind of vet them on on these things that you want to hand over you know can you do this yeah is this part of your remit? And quite quickly, you can start to establish who's going to be right for that role. And and also whether you perhaps need two people or three people, or whether you can hire a VA who can potentially take on those multiple tasks for you. And it should go the other way as well. If you are reaching out to a VA, and they're not asking you those questions, and they're not asking you, where are you struggling? What's making your day difficult? Uh, It's not necessarily, here's what I can do for you. But it's a question of, well, of course, I can do diary management for you. But if you love managing your diary, then that's not the job that I need to be doing. But if you're telling me mm. that you never get your invoices out on time and you've got thousands of pounds outstanding, well, then that's that's where I can help you. Yeah, definitely. Awesome tips. I feel like we could talk about this for a long time because it's it's a topic that's really close to my heart um and yeah it's been a massive game changer to me so for anyone listening um go and check out Leanne go and have a look you know be brave take that first step ask for help start to outsource delegate um you will you will see a massive difference in your levels of motivation your productivity and all sorts so yeah also send me a dm if you've got any questions or Leanne we'll share her details at the end thank you Leanne um Now, let's talk about managing health and wellness whilst running a business, because I know this is a topic really close to your heart. Mm -hmm. And you've been through some pretty big stuff recently. Um, Would you mind sharing some of your journey with the listeners and how you overcame and managed the last few months? And for anyone who isn't familiar with your story, maybe we can just start from the beginning of, of what you've been through. Yeah, of course. So, at the in autumn last year in October last year I found a lump in my breast and of course you always think it's it's going to be nothing well you you go from what you either think it's it's going to be everything or it's going to be nothing and I was in there it's going to be nothing camp um but I went to the doctors and over the course of several very kind of invasive biopsies and tests and mammograms I was diagnosed with um triple negative breast cancer which is uh, a type of breast cancer that's not um, brought on by hormonal issues. So some breast cancers have, they're created by hormonal changes within the body. Triple negative breast cancer just happens. You might have a gene default, but in my case, it's just sort of happened. It's um, more common in younger women. So if you, you know, I'm 36, 
Um, it's more common in women of color. I'm, I'm black, mixed race. Um, and so those are two quite big factors in triple negative breast cancer and, and those who, who get it. So I started chemotherapy in December, at the end of December last year. And I did four months, I did four months of hard time. Um, <laughs> I, I did 12 weeks straight of chemo and then eight weeks, a week on a week off of chemotherapy. And I finished at, you know, at the time of recording this, I finished two weeks ago. Um, I've got surgery to come. Hopefully it won't be a mastectomy, but I'll find out in a couple of days and then radiotherapy. I've lost all my hair, uh, everywhere. Do you, do you know what the thing that you never know you need in life? Nose hairs. Oh, really? So, <laughs> you never know that you need nose hairs. I'm constantly sniffing. Oh, my gosh. And it's really sore. And that's the one, you know, eyebrows gone, eyelashes gone. But nose hairs is the thing that I miss the most. That's so interesting. Um, mm. You said some pretty big stuff there. So nose hairs aside, um, yeah. the last the last six months seven mm. eight months I can't remember when it so, was that you messaged me but it feels like yesterday and yet I don't know so much has happened since then when was yeah, that yeah December was when I was diagnosed and right. it was just before I started my chemo okay. and then by then we were kind of six weeks on from that so November December January February March April May seven months yeah seven months um what a journey it's been a huge journey a huge life change and when I messaged you it was because I was terrified about what it meant for the business. Yeah. Um, and th- some people might say, well, how is my business my priority when I've got all this going on? But the world doesn't stop. Things don't stop. And one of the things that has really kept me going is being able to work with my clients and being able to pick up the laptop. There are days where I, I can't get out of bed because chemo has just absolutely wrecked me. Um but I can still pick up my laptop and I can still kind of, I can still get through the emails. And that's one of the great things about my job. And probably one of the good things about being in a pandemic, I don't have anywhere to be. Um, Mm. But I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to work. I wouldn't be able to continue on. And what was that going to mean for a business that I'd spent at that point, you know, two years, almost two years building to the point where I felt like I was, actually successful Mm. I had massive plans to really launch an agency um out of lava and everything it felt like everything had stopped at that point like how what could I do what was chemo going to do to me what was the cancer going to do to me and how was I going to be able to provide for my my family um you know I've got a daughter I've got a husband he works but you know um and and was I going to lose everything was I going to lose everything that I'd worked for and so how did you manage those first couple of months then because when you messaged me and you said how your clients were being amazing you had you'd spoken to a couple of them and you were almost kind of like blown away at the support that you were receiving Mm. from people um what was your kind of I, I doubt you called it a strategy at the time, but what steps did you put into place once you got the diagnosis? So I, it's, it was never going to be a secret. You follow me on social media. I'm active. 
yeah, you're really open about your journey and it has been so interesting, by the way. It's been so interesting to see your journey and for you to be so open about everything and also so um, granular in terms of the science behind it and the detail that you offer up because it's so interesting. I think there's just something really refreshing about your approach to your cancer journey. Mm. I, I speak to a number of different women who are going through a number of different traumas. And the one question they always kind mm-hmm. of ask themselves, but also when we talk about it, is how personal do I become within a professional capacity? What do I share? What do I keep to myself? And how how do I manage it so that I'm, I am still professional, but I can be open about the fact that I'm human I'm, and I'm going through something really hard? Mm-hmm. It was difficult for me to to know how much to tell my clients, but the fact of the matter was I was going to need a lot of time off. And people, especially in my job where I'm so ingrained in their business lives and sometimes in their personal lives, I'm a personal PA to some of my clients, not just a business PA. Um, And I spoke about managing expectations. I had to manage my own expectations in that I didn't know what was going to happen. And for me, the best way to do that was to be really, really clear with my clients on this is what's happening. Um, I'm, I'm now not longer. I'm now no longer going to be working Wednesdays because I'm having chemo on that day. And even if I'm not having chemo, I want to be able to rest. And I'm still going to get your work done because, hey, here's Lucy and she's going to step up. And if I'm not here, she's going to be here. But I needed to be super duper clear because I have a tendency to run away. Um, And there have been times in life where I've just kind of stopped answering the phone, stopped answering emails. That's not going to help my business thrive. So what I decided to do this time was just be really, really open. And there are days where I don't want to talk to anyone. It doesn't mean that I can't do the job. But it does mean that I, I don't really want you to phone me today or WhatsApp me. So I'll I'll just be really, really honest. I don't feel like peopling today. I'm going to be here. You can email me. But if you need a chat, it's probably not going to happen. And I've found that they have really valued that honesty because it means that they can also prepare for what's going on. And I think in most business transactions, in most business relationships, if you are able to be open and honest and prepared as you can be then it allows your business associates and clients and contacts to also be prepared um so I think that was a massive part in it I think that the openness that I displayed really helped them understand that I did still intend to work and I did still intend to be there for them but my boundaries were going to get a lot stronger I used to have a tendency to work in the evening. No, I need to go to bed. Um, Wednesdays, please, even at the beginning, my PA would sort of send me a text. Oh, can you just check this? And I said, no, <laughs> no, I cannot. If the world is not on fire, I don't need to know about it on a Wednesday. Mm. It can Everything can wait. Um, and the thing is, as well, is like I say, some of my clients have crossed over into that friend boundary and some of my clients were friends before. And in particular, I remember when I was waiting for my results, really crying, like sobbing, broken. The hardest part for me was waiting for my results, I think, mentally. And I thought, of course, she's going to fire me (laughs) because we've not known each other a year. And here I am having a genuine breakdown, almost screaming 
why is this happening to me? Down the phone to her. Um, but it, you know, I wouldn't recommend that. It's not, <laughs> don't do it. But actually, again, part of my job is to build relationships with people. And I'm very thankful that we've been able to build that relationship with every single one of my clients yeah. to the point where I could, I could do that. And that in that particular moment, she held me. Yeah. I hold people in their businesses every single day so that they have space to get things done. And in that moment, my client held me and I knew that I'd be okay mm. from business point of view. That sounds really weird, but I knew that I was going to be okay. Yeah. And I might get better and they might all turn around and go, right, now that's over. Actually, this hasn't been working for six months. So <laughs> I doubt that very we're much. Off. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, that time you cried down the phone to me. No, been cringing about it ever since. Um, but I just have to take, I had another um, colleague who just, I was like, I just need to take it day by day. And they said, no, you need to take it hour by hour because now you're okay. We're on the phone. That's great. But actually, if in an hour's time you need to go to bed, then you need to allow yourself to do that. Yeah, so, mm. I think managing expectations and boundaries are so incredibly important, even when you're not going through something like what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you you had some boundaries and you managed some expectations, but you were also readily available to work when you were needed and as you say you'd work Mm. evenings like a lot of us do and I think it's yeah it takes especially given that you were clearly quite fearful about what this meant for your business you know Mm. it it takes a lot to say I'm not going to be as available and I'm I'm going to look after me and look after my health because let's face it if you don't have your health you're useless to everyone aren't you and um you know, you are your business. I know you've got a team and your clients are amazing, but yeah, if, if you can't show up and perform when you need to, then it's just gonna, it's it's not going to work. So I think it's incredibly inspiring to hear how you've handled it and amazing to know that you've got such wonderfully understanding clients, many who have become friends and who Mm. will be there for you, um, through thick and thin. And that's, that's very special. Yeah. And and even if that wasn't the case, I would still have to put myself. There is no, there is no um, scenario where I could not put myself first. In at, for me at this time, and for other people who are going, like you say, you know, people who are going through their own traumas. You've probably said it a million times. I say it all the time. You cannot pour from an empty cup. If I did not put myself first then I wouldn't be able to continue working. Because if I put their needs over my needs at this particular time, then, and then I, you know, I can't afford to burn out because burnout for me means real damage to my physical health, not just my mental health when I'm already going through so much, but my physical health as well. And on days where I already can't get out of bed, are we saying that I'm going to put my business ahead of that and make it even worse for myself? And for anybody who's going through anything similar, you, you literally cannot pour from an empty cup. There's nothing in there. So how can mm. you give to your, your clients and your business associates if you are on empty? You can't do it. You have to refill. You have to refill. Has this changed the way you feel about business and life in general? It's a big question, I know. Mm. It has in that 
it's made me understand that as much as I want to make money, as much as I want to to be a, a business owner, I am still a human, first of all, a human with a child and a family that I'm, I don't think it's melodramatic to say this, that I want to live for. I want to live for them. I don't want to live. The reasons I set up my own business is because I wanted to spend more time with my family and have this freedom. And if anything, it's shown me even more how important it is to be connected to the ones that I love. And if that means I have to stop working and I have to lose money and use savings or go about things in a different way to make sure that they understand that I'm the person, I'm, I'm a mum, I'm a wife, I'm going to be there for them as long as I can, then so be it. And the business, which probably for a large majority of last year was maybe a bit, certainly ahead of my husband, edging very close to being ahead of my daughter, is now back in third place firmly in third place drive the drive must must grow must be successful must make money and I don't want to be you know I put on one of the posts the other day I don't necessarily want to be a millionaire but I certainly want to be comfortable I don't want to necessarily be talking about six figures all the time but I do want to I do want to buy things I do want to have money but is that more important than than life not really yeah so many just learnings and life-changing experiences I guess that you've been through in such a short amount of time that really get you to reflect and think differently about Mm. life what has surprised you most about yourself during this whole experience you know this probably isn't a very positive thing how good I am at putting on a brave face Uh, so I I'm really good at joking about it I'm really very very good at at minimizing it all it's just a little bit of cancer it's just you know small treatable I use those words every day I but that's because I don't want people to be scared of um of how serious it is it's very serious isn't it I might not be dying today but god this is getting (laughs) I might not be dying today, but ultimately the type of cancer that I've got is probably going to do me in in the end. And how easy it is for me to minimise that down and make a joke of it. I didn't realise I had that in me. I don't know if that's a strength or a weakness, to be honest. Um, Does it help you cope? Oh, it's definitely a coping mechanism, isn't it? Yeah. Alan, Alan, my counsellor, is constantly telling me I'm in denial. Um but I didn't know that. I thought I was going to break. But instead, I found all these little ways of just keep going, keep going. Let's make it funny. Let's call myself a potato head. Let's have a joke about it. Because that's the way that it does keep me going. And maybe that's an mm. inner strength that I didn't even know that I had. Because if someone had told me a year ago that I was going to be diagnosed with breast cancer, one, I would have said no. But two, I would have been like, I'm never going to be able to cope with that. No way. Yet here we are incredibly resilient and I guess it's going through experiences like this that really make us realize our strengths Mm. and it is it is inspiring how you've dealt with this because not everyone deals with it in the same way and of course everyone's experiences are completely individual um, and personal to them Um, 
but I think in some ways you have minimized it even though obviously we all understand the gravitas of what you're going through it's um it's comforting to you but I guess in a way it's probably comforting to other people and those who love you and your nearest and dearest because it is a coping mechanism isn't it and it's not you're not inviting people to a pity party you're inviting people to understand what you're going through and being incredibly brave about the whole thing which I know you said before you don't like being described as brave yeah it's, 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 there's no other option it's not bravery through choice is it yeah um, so I guess it is I think it, I think there's um I think I'm being brave in talking about it so openly sometimes I wonder if that's a bit of a mistake because does it mean that there's this expectation that people are, are waiting to hear what's going on um and also part you said you said about it being you know the gravity of it all but genuinely I had no concept of how serious it was doesn't I don't I don't what is this because I felt so well beforehand and my my preconceptions of what cancer looked like were people who looked sick and I know that I do look sick quite a lot of the time I'm pretty sure some foundation could fix some of that but I'm very lazy but equally I like is this serious I will ask at every single doctor's appointment how serious are we talking here four months down the line how serious are we talking because I was well five six seven months ago I was fit strong well and what's made me sick is the drugs so if you're telling me that actually if I didn't have chemo I'd still be feeling relatively well how serious can this thing be of course it's feeding off my cells it's growing every single day and they're like well it's pretty serious you're gonna die if you don't do the chemo um you know are you sure because I feel great that's where that's where I can't make the connection between feeling really good and now you've made me sick to make me better from a thing that I didn't even know I had doesn't make sense to me I think you lied about it it's all lies when you put it like that it's such a hard thing to get your head around isn't it Mm. I just want to acknowledge that I think you're amazing and that everything that you're managing and juggling Mm. and you will get through this you are getting through it and I think the way you've you've handled it is incredibly inspiring and I think the way you've been will inspire so many other people Mm -hmm. thank you thank you very much um but yeah we just have to keep going we just have to keep going and I'm over the hard bit now what's a little bit of surgery what's a little bit of radiotherapy it's you know it's a hard journey it is a long journey but the bit that's made me feel really really weak and sick we're past that no more chemo and now I can focus on getting strong getting better getting healthy again you know exactly exactly do you have any advice for anyone going through a similar thing right now any advice that maybe you'd want or you wish someone else would have given you at the beginning of this journey um I think it would be hard to say you know I wish someone had told me this about knowing I had cancer but I would recommend that anybody who's going through anything help any kind of trauma to get um, mental health support Um, and if you're under the care of you know a particular many like my cancer center is attached to a charity and they provide me with a counsellor. They provide my family with counselling if they want it. Um, and that's really, really helped me because I need to talk about it. 
but it can be so lonely that if you know that there's a, a charity or an organization out there that can support your mental health through these times especially if you feel like you can't be honest with friends and family or you don't want to tell your business associates or you don't want to talk about it to to anybody else a stranger a qualified stranger can make things so much easier um, and for, for everyone their journey is so so very personal um, but having that mental health support can really really help really really help that would be the one thing that I would tell anybody going through talk this talk about it and get mental health support yeah seek yeah. help absolutely absolutely and then second to that is just you're allowed to feel all the feelings you're allowed to feel confused scared upset every day doesn't have to be a good day and you don't have to pretend that every day is a good day um and you don't have to feel guilty about what you're going through mm. guilt gets you nowhere you didn't n- nobody caused their own cancer say it many times me and my almond croissants did not cause my cancer so you know don't feel guilt for things that are out of your control yeah that's really sound advice thank you you've been through a roller coaster of a ride the last six months I know you're not quite out of the woods yet but you are done with the treatment you've got your surgery coming up which hopefully is the the final kind of step to this to recovery Mm. and you're still working you're still working you're still recording your podcast you're still mumming (laughs) More for me. Doing all the things. Um, what is what is next for Leanne? What's next for you? This week, I finally felt like I can start to sow the seeds again with lava Yay. and growing it, um, and building this this agency model that I've been dreaming about for the past year. So I'm, I set myself a goal to have the the model ready to go by September. So really, I've got to do some hard work. Wow. Um, yeah, so by September, by the autumn, hopefully that will be up and running in a way that's working for me or I can at least be testing it out. Um, and then Amazing. aside from that, just getting my strength back. I really miss running. I love running so much. And I just want to do a park run on a Saturday. And so I'm really looking forward to um, to, to feeling a bit more active and getting the energy back the physical energy back to be outside and be moving and enjoying the summer a little bit so yeah those are my two my two goals for the rest of the year oh that's brilliant and I'm sure you will achieve both of them um so just looking at kind of your business journey what I know that you moved out of a toxic working environment you braved entrepreneurship starting up your own business um with all your learnings to date, what what advice would you give your your younger self? Any business mm. advice or life advice? When I think back to when I started my working journey, I was so scared of everything all the time. I, I was a very very shy child and young adult. Um, so I think the advice that I would give my my younger self, my just starting out in the world self is to really put that fear aside because the thing that I've realized not just this year but probably over the last since 2013 since I won my award in 2013 that I am superhuman Mm -hmm. I am I may not be a superhero I am superhuman 
apparently if I want to do things I just need to go out and do it and fear I think is what had stopped me from doing that so many times when I was younger but allowing myself to go you know what you said you wanted to do this so how are you going to bloody well do it and then putting my plans into place because I I do quite like to okay so how am I going to do it let's make a plan but not being fearful of making those plans. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Let's turn it around. Let's try it another way. Let's do something else. So telling my younger self that you are superhuman, you can do absolutely anything. You don't need to be worried about being scared because you you know how to do things. Go and do them. Yeah, yes. That's what I tell myself. Love that. You've got all the answers within, or most of them. And I think you're right. Yeah. It's just it's just testing being open to failing, iterating and doing it again, isn't it? It's just all part Mm -hmm. of the journey because if you're not putting yourself in those situations that you fear, then you're not really growing or learning, are you? Because you're just doing what comes naturally and easy to you. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Leanne, it's been such a joy to talk to you today. Thank you for your openness and your time and sharing your experience and your journey with us. So thank you so much. I'm sure the listener's going to learn so much from this. Where can people find you and follow you and get in touch and hire you? How can people find you online? So there's my website, www.leaveitwithlava.com, um, LinkedIn, Leanne Adu. Everything is under Leave It With Lava or Leanne Adu. If you search those two two names, then I will appear like a genie. Hello, how are you? <laughs> um, of course, I'm in the Found and Flourish community, so they can find me in the directory there. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners today? I think that people really shouldn't underestimate um, the power of the community around them. And... I'm I think I said at the beginning really grateful to the support that you have given me and my business and that people who are sitting there thinking god I'm so alone in this community plays such a massive massive part so if you're feeling scared lonely isolated just reach out to those in your community who can help you so yeah that's the only thing lovely note to end on thank you and thank you thank you lara because you've been amazing thank you so much for being a part of it thank you for listening to the bossing it podcast we've absolutely loved hearing from you all and receiving feedback on the series so far so thank you to those who've been in touch so that we can be discovered by more people please do spare two minutes to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform You can find us online at Found Flourish. Please tweet us, DM us and get in touch if you'd like to nominate a guest or have any questions about any of the topics we discussed during this series. Thanks again for listening and hopefully see you next week.